3: listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
4: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are discussing the what's next, the next in lines, if you will, for some of the notable names coming out of a very interesting UFC Vegas 38 event on Saturday night. It was a a hectic start to the event. It was kind of a eh, finish, a little bit of controversy mixed in, but we're here to matchmaking. and darn it. That's what we're going to do on this Sunday morning as we record. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co matchmaker and the best friend to us all, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Hello, kind sir. How are you? Hello, my best friend. Was the card uh, Mike
5: Hectic, as you might say?
4: Oh.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we've got, got an interesting show today because we went into this one kind of talking about like how it was a fun card with low stakes, and we're exiting feeling the same not a lot changed i think for a lot of these fighters um based on the outcomes. so the matchmaking i feel is maybe except for uh the top guys it's pretty wide open so uh, and i know we got a lot i tell you we got a lot of uh different different suggestions from the listeners today so i i really need to know what how, if you had like easy answers for a lot of these people mike
4: um i i tried to like it could have very well been super easy i tried to think a little bit outside the box but some of them were just uncontrollable um so i mean it it was just it was just it was a card it was matchmaking it wasn't i didn't have to struggle for anything i felt like 266 was a little more of a struggle i felt like there were more options and there were more impactful decisions to be made this one i didn't think there were that many to be made if that makes sense okay
5: I, again, I, like I said, I think I did settle on when I finally settled on some names. I was like, okay, well, these all make sense, and uh, definitely, as I said, there was some a variety of listener suggestions, but there were also some clear cut uh, consensus picks. So um, again, I still found this a little bit difficult, uh, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, once once you got down to it. Uh maybe there weren't too many options, but I don't know. I, I I'm a little more out there with some of these, I guess. We'll see. We'll see how many maybe we match up on a bunch of them.
4: Yeah, we probably will. We're gonna survey says this thing and we'll probably be on All the right. nose on a lot of this stuff. So let's start with the main event. Not the best main event of the year, as a matter of fact, and, and we will we always will tip the cap to the warriors who step in that cage and put their lives and well beings on the line. So when we say that this You can make a very strong case that this is the most underwhelming headliner of 2021 to this point. We mean this, we we don't mean this disrespectfully. Like, this is just a sports take. Um, and, and, And for Tiago Santos, he needed to win. He needed to win. Him going into a firefight with Johnny Walker would have been a terrible idea, would have been a horrible decision. He went out there, and in a weird way, AK, and I know you haven't watched it yet, but you will. It was like they watched the Bellator 267 main event between Douglas Lima and Michael Page and said, you know what? Let's do that. And <laughs> but, but for like two other rounds. Because there were a lot of similarities between the two. But in the end, Santos did enough. He wins the fight. He revealed it was the last fight on his current contract. He would like a little bump in pay. And they should all get a bump in pay, AK. We talk about this all the time. This was not really the resume edition you go to the negotiating table with, but uh, he won, he gets two checks, he's getting ready to become a dad, and he snaps a three-fight skid. So all in all, good night for Tiago Santos. Where does he go from here?
5: I'm going to go with one I think we, we. I was calling for probably last year under different circumstances. Probably I, I don't remember how many Tiago Santos fights ago this was, uh, but I've wanted to see him fight Dominic Reyes for a long time. Uh, I think it made sense some point last year and I know they've kind of both had uh, gone in different directions since then, both struggled a bit. I still think it makes sense. It's probably not as exciting a matchup as it once was for a lot of uh, for a lot of fans. Uh, it, it, you know the, the, it would have been better. More, if it was closer to their respective title fights against uh, John Jones, you would have had that kind of heat. Like, oh, two guys who who almost beat who almost beat Bones. Uh, it doesn't feel that way anymore, um, uh, but it could still be sold that way. I'm sure ESPN could easily throw together a package where, where it's saying exactly what I'm saying, where two uh, veteran, exciting light heavyweights who uh, who arguably could have been champion. You know, so um, it's it's sellable. It's not 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 as hot as it once was, but that's the only way I thought to go.
4: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, for me, I mean, for Dominic Reyes, first, like, I, I just I don't want to see Dominic Reyes fight until like the end of next year. Like after that fight with Yuri wow. Prashka, I just I want him to just rest and like end just, of twenty twenty two. I mean, that was a vicious beating he took in that fight. Like, do you just don't focus on fighting right now. I mean, mm. I, I'm I'm not his coach. I'm not his manager. Do what you got to do, bro. Uh, but if you want to take most of next year off to go right ahead and just like spend the time, get your mind right, all that stuff. So for me, Reyes was somebody I thought about, but I don't know. I think my heart was just on him taking as much time off as needed. So this is kind of those one of those two option type deals because had Anthony Smith not cut that Rackage promo after his last one over Ryan Spann, this was a no brainer. He was the easy answer. Rematch Seems like that would be the direction now. Rackage wants to fight Anthony Smith December 18th. You would think by now that if that fight was going to happen, we would probably know about it by now. And that would probably be a main event caliber fight. But we just found out that Derek Lewis and Chris Dacus are scheduled to headline that card. Santos and Smith fought before at 185. I think it was like almost four years ago. Santos stopped Smith in the second round. This is at 185. I'd like to see that rematch, honestly. If they don't do the Rackage rematch... That's the fight I want to see. If they do put together the Rakic fight, then if Ankalaev beats Volkan at UFC 267, he should get that fight. So Smith is A1, that's the Otno points pick. But if luck is not on my side, Ankalaev mm-hmm. is 1B. No, no.
5: Was, what if Uzdemir beats Ankoliyev? mm Nah, don't like it. Just don't like it, that's it? Yeah, don't like it. It's out of the okay. It's it's it's, it's a, as a doo do suggestion on my part. You know, no, it's not a doo do
4: suggestion. It's not it's just not it's just not my doo doo selection. <laughs> it's just I would not, tell little, yeah.
5: By the way, to go back and watch that first uh, Smith uh, uh uh Santos a dominant performance by Tego Santos, but man, yeah. watch like the first round when he, he hit Smith with like the hardest spin kick I've ever seen someone get hit by and somehow Smith doesn't immediately die and <laughs> uh, actually makes it I think it was second round ra- second round TKO, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, that should have been over in the first round. Like, that's when you kind of knew, and then after that, Smith later moved up. But that's when you kind of knew, like, holy crap, Smith is like, I mean, you knew he was a decent fighter before that, but even that fight, in that loss, that one opened up a lot of eyes in defeat. Like, yeah, I, I don't know
4: how he didn't get knocked out in the first round. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they do Ozemir, I'm fine with it. Not a doo-doo pick, AK. Okay. okay. Tremendous but pick.
5: Your, it's, it sounds pretty low down the down the Probably list. Probably, th- it's
4: pretty like the cool. bronze medalist for me. Mm. Wow. Well, that's just garbage then. Co-made <laughs> event. Listen, we it, this thing ended in controversy, did it? Kevin Holland, <laughs> Kyle Daukus, there was the accidental collision of heads. Holland oh, was knocked into the middle of next week. Whew. Dan Mergliata signals for a replay. Daukus did what exactly what he was supposed to do. Stays on Holland. Submits them, of course, upon further review and lots of discussion with seemingly every single official in Las Vegas on Saturday. It was ruled a no contest, which, by the way, if you watch the post fight show, I have zero issue whatsoever with that call because Dan called for a replay and a review, and that is why I have no issue with it. So we just run these dudes back, throw yeah. them right back out there for the other year. How about December 18th, AK? Brothers that's on the same I, card, how about that? That's
5: that's what I saw some very intrepid, smart listeners saying. Uh, my only worry is I don't know how much Holland's cage was rattled, because he was, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately if you are hoping to see the December 18th date, uh, head injuries like concussions really rarely, uh, at least as far as official medical suspensions go, for some reason they're not you know they're just not treated with the same way that broken bones are and and uh and even a deep cut sometimes and that fractures so uh, if it's just really if he's just concussed and by the way he was concussed i mean he was knocked flat out cold in that flash code um I, again i would really not want to see kevin holland fight again before the end of the year but i have a, i sincerely doubt he will get an official um potential medical suspension that, that takes him out until next March. So it's it's possible. Uh, and yeah, it would be cool to have uh, some docus Docus card uh, on the 18th. So I get it.
4: Yeah. Dacus Doc himself called for early 2022. So that's fine as well. But it would just kind of be a cool storyline. You have brothers main and co-main inventing, Pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. But we move to Nico Price, who dug deep in the featured bout. He got that third round. Against a game, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, the hybrid is back in the wind column. It was a fun fight. Didn't live up to the the it's when Nico Price fights the it, the expectations are impossible to reach. They're just impossible at this point because he's done so many crazy things. Uh, and It didn't live up to the near the, to those impossible expectations, but it was still a very fun fight, very entertaining fight. Uh, a, a, just a courageous battle by both guys. Good win for Nico Price comes through kind of the up and down sort of fight where he wins the first loses the second comes back and wins the third where does nico price go from here
5: uh i'm gonna go with a name that has become an odd no favorite a lot of people have been throwing out i've been saving it i think now is the right time i always say nico price fights are unpredictable and they are chaos so i think it is time for nico price and chaos williams i'm i'm gonna go with that again uh chaos is out there there's so many great matchups for him this is kind of one of the things I was talking about at the beginning of the show, Mike, where I'm like, I, I feel you like can go in so many directions with Nico Price. He's experienced. He's kind of mid-ranked. He's certainly not. I wouldn't put him near the top 25, but he's certainly above the bottom 25. So he's right in that middle. Um, and I say he's not in the top 25, but you could put him against top 25 opponents and no one would, would bat an eye. So uh, I'm not going there. I'm going to go for a fun matchup. That's what I see uh, Nico Price as right now until he strings together some wins and finds some consistency.
4: So uh, Chaos Williams. You know what they say in Houston, Texas sometimes at the dance clubs, AK? What do they say, Mike? It's a, you know what? And, and I've heard it's a popular chant in Dallas, too, for a few weeks a year. Ain't no party like an Alex Morono party, because an oh, Alex yes. Morono party don't stop. And that's mm-hmm. why I think we should invite Nico Price to the Alex Morono party, because okay. that fight should get the excitement out of both guys. It would just be a fun, grizzled vet battle, two gunslingers. That's a party I'd like to be a part of. AK. I want to go to that party—the Nico Price, Alex Morano party. <laughs> that was actually my first
5: choice, except I had—I realized I had recently chosen, uh, Bilal Muhammad for Alex. Bilal Muhammad has not had a does not have a fight book yet, right? He does not. Right. So he's still free. So I cannot go away from that pick. I would like to see Morano. I would like to reward him for some of the good work he's done and give him like a higher ranked guy. Um. So yeah, Morano Price was my first thought until I checked. Um. So I had to go. I had to go. So obviously, I I, I love that pick. But I'm leaning, I I still want, I still think, uh, uh, excuse me, I still think Murano and Muhammad is a possibility, but but I could see that fight being made for sure.
0: We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet. Up to fifteen hundred bucks if your first bet doesn't hit.
1: Only on DraftKings-the crown is yours."
4: Won a fight mm-hmm. against Misha Serkinoff, And to sort of paraphrase my best friend, it was a fight. And Yako won that fight. And it basically, that matchup took the pendulum and swung it the wrong way in terms of momentum the rest of the way after a pretty fast start to the card. Like a lot of people have like hit me up and been like, what a boring card. I'm like, was it? The prelims were really fun. And then like that fight happened. And again, no disrespect to the fighters. it just Sometimes you put the styles together and it just doesn't work out. This is one of those fights. But Yako wins. I don't think the performance does all that much for him moving forward in the eyes of the UFC. So I'm going to go with one of the most popular listener suggestions of the year, AK. I'm going to do Yako versus Mahmoud Muradov, who's coming off the tough loss to Gerald Mearshart. I think stylistically... This is a more fitting matchup for both guys. The UFC is something there for sure with Muradoff. This seems like a pretty fair piece of booking for both guys after both being put in matchups that don't really showcase what they're best at, if that makes sense.
5: Yeah, and look, Jocko is one of those guys who I we always hesitate to use the term gatekeeper, but he has experience. He's been around. The UFC knows what they're getting with him. Fans know what they're getting with him. He's a he's a he's a known property. Um, so I, I I don't mind matching him up with someone like Muradov. I kind of went in a similar direction. Uh, I went with I'm going to go the Edmund Shabazian Nasr, Dean Imavov winner. They're fighting at uh, UFC 268 on November 6th. But same idea. Uh, Jocko's the kind of guy you kinda, you kind of throw him in there with uh, people who aren't as uh, as well-known properties, so you're, you're not quite sure what they're where they're going to go, what their upside is going to be in the UFC, uh, and then see how he does. And who knows, Jocko strings together some wins and, and accidentally falls into like a contenders fight or or God help us a title fight. It could happen. But right now, clearly he's a test guy. Even the Misha fight was a bit of a test. It was how how will Misha look at 185? Let's give him a really tough opponent in Jocko, and Jocko Jocko got the uh, well that was I thought it was a pretty convincing win. I didn't I didn't think it needed to be a split, um, though. Again, it was not. It was not a pretty fight, so I guess you can't complain too much about the split. But I thought uh, Jocko won pretty handily, So, yeah, I like it. Murdov, again, Shabazi and Imovov. If you want to throw in any other guys with, like, uh, you know, four or less UFC fights, I totally understand that. My one uh, my one veteran pick was, wh- where's Zach Cummings? What's up with Zach Cummings? I have no idea. That's a great question, AK. He's probably, you know, he's probably off getting healthy again. And it, I always say, if, if you can afford to take time off, I hope he's doing other things. Uh, I know he had to pull out of his last fight with an injury, but that was some time ago. So hopefully he's just recovering, maybe making money some other way, and he comes back when he's ready. But that was another fight I thought. If you're going to match one with a veteran, I'd like to see that one. But uh, no, I'll go. Uh, Farah, no points. Shabazzian, Imavov winner. UFC 2
4: I'll tell you what. I, I, I actually might know the answer to this. I think Zach Cummings listened to the on to the next one I was not a part of. Yeah. It was when I was driving the U-Haul and <laughs> he's he's waiting for Jared Cannonier to call that's what he's waiting for he's waiting oh, for sure, for that okay. fight <laughs>
5: thanks to steven's that was, that was steven morocco pick wasn't it
4: that was a steven morocco pick which is an interesting choice but again i did, i had no issues with the pick it made sense cuz it's a guy who wants to get right back in there and fight so uh, alexander hernandez gets back in the win column ak and he did it with mm-hmm. with viciousness he did it with violence. The two V's that most fans like to look for to kick off a main card. He stops the newcomer, Mike Breeden. Big time knockout. He treated his short notice opponent accordingly. Calls for a rebooking for, of the uh, the Leo Santos fight, which makes sense, AK. Is that is that the road you're taking? Yeah,
5: I saw a lot of other suggestions. Uh, maybe people just weren't super hyped about the Leonardo Santos matchup in the first place. I was. I thought that was really good matchmaking when it happened. I was disappointed when the fight uh, didn't go down. So for me, the rebooking makes the most sense. A lot of other options. Uh, I, I'm getting the sense that you have one, Mike. I don't know. I'm uh, the, I, I'm feeling like you want—I don't know if you want to move on from this one. But uh, yeah, good job for Hernandez to kind of get over the letdown of losing his original opponent. Facing someone who, again, you kind of have to scout for at the last minute. Uh, absolutely, he has the advantage. But I think people know, like, this is, we've seen we've seen things happen this year where more experienced guys just fall to newcomers who they probably know nothing about, didn't have time to prepare for, and newcomers who have nothing to lose. So, uh, uh, good for Hernandez for taking care of business.
4: Yeah. I mean, if they make that fight, I'm down for it. Um, but I, I, I ended up changing my mind maybe, like, two minutes ago hmm There's been this sort of Texas rivalry for the last couple of years, some trash talk between these two in the past, more so from one side. And I think it makes sense to do the fight now. Just do Hernandez versus Diego Fajeda, a.k.a. Hernandez versus Fajeda. Fajeda, obviously a talented guy. He's lost two straight. He's had some struggles on the scale. He was supposed to fight Grant Dawson, which in my opinion, probably would have been his third straight loss. I think it was actually supposed to happen I think it was actually supposed to happen yesterday, that fight. But Dawson now rebooked with Ricky Glenn on October twenty third. And Fajra thinks he's gonna be back before the end of the year. So Dawson unfortunately would lose out on a top fifteen matchup, but let's just settle a rivalry between these two guys. I don't think I mean, throwing Hernandez back into a top fifteen matchup isn't against anybody else, you kinda of question it, but against Fajeda, especially on the streak he's on right now. I, I'm fine. I want to see that fight. I just want to see what happened between the two guys, and if, let's see if Fajada can get up for this one because that fight with Gillespie was insane. He missed weight, but it was such an insane fight. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best fights of the year. I would get the trepidation of throwing Hernandez back out into a rankings into a top 15 fight, but if you want to do Santos, I'm fine with it, but kind of going outside of the box for that valuable, valuable at no point, I'm going to do Hernandez-Fajada.
5: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down for a little Texas on Texas crime. And as you said, it's unfortunate. Dawson misses out on fighting the ranked guy. But now Hernandez gets another shot at a ranked guy. Uh, I don't know where we have him in our rankings. I assume uh, Fajeda probably like not in the top 10, so, somewhere from 11 to 15, I'm guessing. Um, he was on a hell of a run before, uh, before suffering a couple of losses uh, his last two fights. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. Again, I, I know it's not what's necessarily best for Hernandez. I'm sure Fajeda would be favored in that fight. And you know that would make uh, her. You know nobody wants to see Hernandez kind of become this 500 fighter, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But I feel like he keeps getting better with these tough matchups. I feel like he takes these losses the right way generally. Um, and so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it either. Uh, what was my other? I had a, You know what? I also thought about uh, Tiago Moises Joel Alvarez winner November 13th. And uh, Jared Gordon, you know, maybe just matched up two lightweights who fought on this card. So, so this for me again was 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 a tricky one. I, maybe that's why I just settled on going yeah. with the original booking.
4: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a smart call by Hernandez. Um, mm-hmm. He's been very smart business wise since going to Factory X. I think he 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 gets it a little bit more. He's humbled up a little bit. Uh, Moises would not work since they just fought. Um, it was a yeah, it was a competitive. I totally fight. forgot that. Yeah. It was, a, it was a competitive fight. It oh,
5: was, wow. February. Okay.
4: Yeah. It was a, it was a really good fight. Um, as we move to the wild card round, AK. One fighter we haven't matched for yet. We're going to do it right now. So my best friend, kick us off, wild card us.
5: I, I, I had to do something for... Because this division always feels like I think it needs a little guidance right now. I'm going to go with uh, women's bantamweight. Uh, undefeated women's bantamweight in the UFC. Carol Uh, I think she did... I don't want to say she did the UFC a favor, but I think uh, there were more desirable matchups out there for her, probably, other than an outgoing Bech Koheya. Though it is nice to, again, beat a veteran, to now say, I beat a former UFC title challenger. So she certainly gained something from it. And uh, and, and it was a win where I think she got to show a bit of her skills. Uh, she maybe played a little too safe. I'm sure some people would have liked to see a finish. But I, I think she showed out anyway. And is now, I believe, 4-0 and uh, in the UFC. So... Uh, as luck would have it, you know, I wanted – I I would like to have her, I think, fight Irene Aldana at UFC 268 November 6th. Now, I had originally suggested this for Raquel Pennington. I want to see that rematch. Uh, Pennington-Aldana too. Aldana needs a new opponent for that pay-per-view because she was supposed to fight GDR. So I thought, oh, Pennington can slide right in um, and and we can see them fight again. But Pennington has now been booked to fight Julia Avila, it sounds like. So I don't see why uh, if if, uh, uh, Carol Hossa is – is healthy, uh that she can't be slotted into that November 6th day. It's entirely possible they just they just take Aldana off that card and and, and move her to her later. And even, and even if that's the case, I wouldn't mind seeing her fight Hosa. So uh, I like that match of either short notice, quick turnaround, or you push it back to uh to January and uh, and give give host that fight. But she deserves to step up. Uh I know she's really young. I just wish there were more options of bantam for her to fight but i feel like she's ready for a ranked opponent and it's like all veterans uh sort of in the top 10 so um unfortunately i, I can't even think of another prospect i'd like to see her fight so I'm, I'm i'm gonna throw her in the deep end if she loses to aldana no shame in it go back to the drawing board but i say uh you reward her with a pay-per-view main card spot
4: i like that idea okay mm. that is a, a great idea that makes a lot of sense uh i have no issue with that whatsoever uh, you, I think, you know, where I was going to go with this Casey O'Neill, absolute mm-hmm. monster. And for those who have been following our content and our preview shows and all that different stuff, I've been telling everyone about her since she got signed. I've been on the Casey O'Neill train since she was like one and O as a pro. I told you all keep an eye on her. She overcame some early adversity. Then she just goes out and absolutely thrashes Antonita Shevchenko. Now. You got to be careful with somebody like this because she's good. She's very marketable. She cuts good promos. She is a vicious fighter. So I don't want to push her too, too much. It is early in her career. I'm going to multi-choice her. Choice number one, no matter what happens, she gets the loser of Montana De La Rosa versus Macy Barber. The loser of that fight. Very important fight at 125, especially in the current state of this division. We have this next generation that's probably like a couple years away from giving Valentina some interesting challenges. Right now, De La rosa Barber is a very important fight. O'Neill versus the loser makes a lot of sense. Winner takes a big step forward. The other option, and it kind of like hurts my heart to say this name, but it just makes all the sense in the world. It's kind of where she's at in her career. You do O'Neill versus Roxanne Motifari. A little Vegas on Vegas training gym crime, Extreme Couture yep. versus Syndicate <laughs> MMA. Some may think it's a little too soon. I don't. I think actually O'Neill would be a big favor in that fight. It'd be a good vet test for her against the woman who has, right now, I believe, the most pro fights in women's MMA history. So those are my two options. I don't want to. Th- I saw some crazy suggestions throwing her into like a top five fight right now. I'm not ready to do that, uh, but I am ready to. Give her a nice little test, but it, some somewhere in the top fifteen, like the lower end of the top fifteen, seems like a, a good place for Casey O'Neill right now. She's separating herself a little bit from some of those other up and comers right now.
5: Yeah, listen, we should warn people now if, if they're still sleeping on this uh, the Casey O'Neill hype train. Like, she's going to smash some of your favorites, guys. I know, uh, I know. Like I said, I think 125 is a great division. I think there's a lot of fan favorites in there. I'm sorry to warn you guys. Whether it's a Roxanne Modafferi or an Andrea Lee or maybe a JoJo Calderwood in the future, Casey O'Neill is a problem, and she's gonna be. She's. <laughs> these are some of your favorite fighters at, at women's flyweight. Uh, you just gotta watch out for her because she's she's gonna go through them. I think someday again, she's one of those fighters. I think someday she gets a title shot. I'm not saying anytime soon, but so uh, so I know you're saying it hurts to match up with someone like Roxy, but. That's the kind of names that she is going to climb over on her way to the top. That's the business. Yep.
4: Do we have any... Check the tapes. Do, do we, we have mic checks? Do we have oh, all, all, all we the fun do. stuff?
5: Of course. You know we do. Uh, first of all, listeners, were on the ball with uh, Font Aldo, December 4th. That's one a lot of people wanted. Uh, Mike, I think I interfered with some of our plans, of course. I wanted hashtag Marab Font. Uh, I don't know who you wanted for Aldo. <laughs> I picked...
4: <Marab. laughs> well, no, what happened was uh, I picked... For for Marab to Wallish I picked either Dominic Cruz or Pedro oh, Munoz, yes. and yep. now Cruz and Munoz are fighting each other.
5: You should get like some weird alternate point for that. In some way, you kind of made that happen. I feel yes. like, uh, and a lot of people uh, wanted Derek Lewis Christakis after Christakis's uh, recent win. So there we go. Uh, I thought it was like it was logical, but I wasn't sure it was going to happen. But sure enough, it is. It has. It was reported. It has been announced. It looks like that's a go. It looks like the the main event. December uh, night card. Uh, a point. I think this is a solo point. I don't remember anyone else recommending this. this. is a solo point for four corner sports. Cub Swanson versus Darren Elkins, also going down on December 18th. And uh, he remarked at the time, I can't believe this hasn't been booked before. Well, there you go. Your wish your wish has come true. And uh, this one I has to be the only one who recommended this. Barry O'Reilly somehow, in his sick, twisted mind, called for Adolfo Valletta versus Wellington Terman. Uh, I, I didn't even know Wellington Terman would still have a job after the Sam Alvey fight. <laughs> Uh, but that fight is uh, apparently reported to take play, uh, reportedly taking place January twenty second, UFC uh, two seventy. So good job, Barry. Uh, he might not remember this. I do. I do want to give him a shout out. Probably not a point because it was so long ago. But he actually did mention uh, Cruz fighting Pedro Munoz in some form uh, some time ago. But I mean, there, some fights happened in between there. But so not a point for you, Barry. But you already got you got one point plus a little special shout out for uh, kind of planting the seeds for Munoz Cruz. Mike, you know we have a mic check. Uh, we have to do it's for our 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 dear dear listener slash viewer Tristan Gordet who looking back now as pointed out by uh, some of our our, our listeners including uh, Michael Perigini. Marcus McGee some oh I don't Multiple? know how many you got I mean my I, I can name two oh, I don't boy. know how many of anyone contacted you directly but uh, Michael Perugini, Marcus McGee both messaged me shortly after listening to our episode and to say. Obviously, when Tristan Gordet was suggesting Usman uh, Nurmagomedov as an opponent, uh, he meant Umar. He meant Umar Nurmagomedov. Easily confused. I did not catch it at the time. You were too busy going all in on Tristan, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> to catch it. Relishing this young man's public embarrassment. So uh, this is a mic check of sorts. Mike, would you do? Do you have a comment on the the Usman Uz-
4: oh. the
5: Umar Usman incidents
4: listen Tristan has been a long time a long time commenter a long time suggester for all things so we, we 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 are big fans of Tristan Tristan is a big part of what we do on the live streams and such and so he sent that out and in just the way the way he wrote it out where he was basically like now before you now before you poo poo this Think about this. And then he threw out Usman and Magomedov. It's just made for funny broadcasting. Now, he reached out to me like literally five minutes after we stopped recording and was like, by the way, I meant Umar and Magomedov. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, by the way, I just kind of like went off on you a little bit. I was like, all in good fun. I was like, I'll retract a bit. it. <laughs> I didn't call any names.
5: Listen. Maybe don't listen to this episode. Maybe skip this one, Tristan. Yeah, so maybe skip this one.
4: But uh, I apologize. I was like, dude, all in, all in good fun. I'll retract it. I'll let everybody know that you meant something else. Uh, I was like, just the timing of it all and the way that it sounded when I read it out loud. And then you just say <laughs> right after we, hit, we stopped recording it was just hilarious. And he was a very good sport about it. So kudos to Tristan and Mike Check well-deserved. No issue with it. But uh, just know that it was it was all in good fun. All in of good course.
5: fun. Of course. We, we, we want to shine the spotlight on Tristan. Yeah. He deserves it. So my, Mike has been checked, and we're all friends again. We're all
3: friends again. Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams from engineering and IT, to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
4: All right. uh, (laughs) That's it. That's it listener peep time for the peeps go ahead and uh, go ahead disclosure time. oh yes I forgot to write it down uh, you know I should have it memorized by yeah. now uh, uh, people like we like to
5: focus on winners here I keep track of I'm keeping track of all your picks of course but I like to focus on winners uh, please guys try and keep track of whether a fight's been scheduled what weight class guys are in I've seen uh, if someone's has a notable injury and we probably won't see them for a while maybe don't waste time uh, making that matchup and uh, you know the golden rule. Oh, uh, again, oh, I should mention this categories thing. We're trying to focus on unique matchups, but I don't know. That kind of comes and goes every week. And of course, the golden rule, guys. Your pick, it might just be doo doo. And so, if you don't hear us mention it, perhaps look inward and and think about why uh, why it is that we did not read your pick. So, um, don't you don't need to message me and say, why wasn't this read? You guys, you got to figure that out yourselves.
4: Yeah. Listen, do you, do, do you when you are part of a show like this that just gets gradually more popular i mean the the the, so many suggestions come in like we can only do so much like they're just they're getting out of control they're getting out of control so these
5: guys are ferocious the 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 fan matchmakers are ferocious mike
4: they really are uh they want those ought no points and they want them now oh my Uh,
5: gosh the people are they're i don't use this word a lot they're glomming for points mike glomming (laughs) What Actively the? glomming for points.
4: You're the one that made these that made these no points so rare I and didn't so valuable. Know.
5: I mean, we've given out so many more. You would think the value would go down, but it just keeps going up and up and up. It's one of the surest bets out there.
4: I would agree. Oh. All right, let's get into this. Uh, Steven <laughs> – I'm just going to read it because I did Stephen Steven Haney, not a fight suggestion, but was Price Oliveira the UFC record for most children between two fighters? <laughs> Has to be. How did, they not, how did they not? ESPN,
5: how did you guys not get that stat up there? Come on. ESPN stats and info. You guys are asleep on this one. Uh,
4: Brandon Nunez gets to check the tapes. Uh, he did, and he, he's absolutely correct. He suggested mm-hmm. uh, O'Malley versus Paiva. Oh, yeah. That's what we're getting. <laughs>
5: He did, but I want to apologize to Brandon. Brandon messaged me uh, telling me to check the out. No point, but he, keep, but he keeps sending, but he sent his suggestions to you. So, I, so I, I hope he knows I was, I really said it with a smile on my face. When I told him I was like, Brandon message, Mike, we got him. <laughs> Mike, I got it. Thursday, seven 30. I got the message. I got you, dude. I got there's you. There's too many lines of communication. It's like, he keeps messaging me. I got to check with you. Did he get the pick? And then I gotta get back to him. And so there we go. So now we know you can, you can go to Mike directly. Don't be scared of Mike. Yeah.
4: Don't, don't be scared. Uh Brandon also suggested Carol Hosa versus Lena Landsberg, Alexander Hernandez versus Jalen Turner, Christoph Jakob versus Ian Heinisch, Nico Price versus Mike Perry. I feel like that's going to be a very popular one. Uh Johnny Walker versus Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos versus Paul Craig.
5: Yeah, I, I had a I had a listener asking where is Lena Landsberg? And I would just say for from a lot of these fighters who don't train out, you know in the US, guys, just assume they're probably dealing with uh, COVID protocol headaches, visa headaches. Uh, again, as we've seen, because uh, she's from uh, Sweet is, uh, what's, uh, Sweden, right? Yes, yes. So again, it, and if you guys haven't seen some of these fighters in a while, uh, the ones that don't aren't based in the U.S., assume they're, they're dealing with all kinds of stuff again beyond fighting, and that's probably why we just haven't heard from them in a while.
4: Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, John Ray suggests Jamie Malaki versus Otman Azaitar wherever mm-hmm. he is. Again, uh, he's based in Germany, I think. Yeah, he's and we just saw at Hakparast have
5: to deal with that. So I um, just imagine Azaitar and his brother probably dealing with the same thing.
4: Yeah, uh, another Hosea versus Landsberg. Casey O'Neill versus the winner of Jillian Robertson versus Priscilla Cachuera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon versus Pimblett. No knows you with that's tough fight for Patty Pimblett. Good call out. Good call out. Uh, Hernandez Santos. He likes Jaco versus. He's with you. Jocko versus Shabazian, Imavov winner. Yeah, Nico yeah. Price versus Miguel Baeza. That's a crazy fight. Oh, so good. Uh, run back Holland, Dacus, Santos versus the winner of Ankoliyev versus Volkan Ozdemir. Uh Owen Carroll. Oh, he's got a bunch of stuff. All right. Uh, Alejandro Perez versus Montel Jackson. Stephanie Eger versus Bia Malecki. versus Smolka. Malarkey versus McDessie. Uh Hossa versus Kianzad. That's not a bad idea. O'Neal versus Morose. Uh she already withdrew from her fight, so possible option there. Uh let's see. Something new, something new, something new. Uh Nico Price versus Jeff Neal. I don't know where Jeff Neal's at at this point. How his recovery is going? Yeah, again, we're getting to that we, point where we could probably start inserting him back into the conversation. Oh, okay. close. I was about
5: to say, I was about to say, I thought we need to remind people like that he was having health problems, and that's that's why we, we generally don't bring up bring up uh, matchmaker. But you're saying fingers crossed, you know?
4: Yeah, next I mean, year we'll, next year we'll see each other he said we'll fight again. probably. Yeah, I, I'm hoping okay. so. So I mean, that's maybe funny. we could start sprinkling them out there, but I wouldn't a one him um, by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, rebook K- Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dawkins to save the Misha Tate card. What happened? Oh, yeah, that's there's a new main event for that card, right? So sorry, I what, what, what say that again? Because Misha Tate was supposed to. F- what, what happened with the Misha Tate card? It, is no, she she's not headlining. fighting Caitlin Are you saying? Th- are you saying that that card's junk and we should throw that on there? What was the fight he wanted on there? the Holland Dochis rebooking to save the Misha take. Card. I guess it's just a crit let me check the card, but criticism I, 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 on the card? I believe
5: that's just a criticism of the card. Let me check hold
4: on. Um Santos versus the Ankalaya Volkanovsky <laughs> winner. It literally says Volkanovsky ozdemir Uh he also says my opinion on the co-main no contest is the right call, but how they got to it doesn't seem right. It simply should have been stopped after Dachus headbutted then hit Holland with repeated back-of-the-head shots. I have to go watch that again. Dan yeah, should have been I mean, right on it and stopped it before the yeah. fight proceeded. We'll scrutinize.
5: Uh, oh, regarding that, uh, so the the Vera tate card, fingers crossed, so it actually looks pretty good. I guess they think it's not the strongest main event, but Tate's a popular name. So we got viera tate on there. Uh, Calderwood-Grasso, I think, is a good fight. Keza-Brady could be a really, really good fight. Yeah. And Yanez, Yanez-David Yanez, Grant could be another banger. So And this card's fine. This yeah, card doesn't fine need card. saving.
4: And, um, saving. and one thing I want to point out, because Owen used the word headbutted, there's no headbutt. There was clash. a collision or a or a yes. clash of heads. Yes. So accidental. Uh, Sean, our good friend, ConWizzle91, also said, Swanson Elkins, check the tapes, LOL. So there you go. Okay. You, get, you get a partial point as who, well. Who was, who was this? Uh, Sean, Con-Wi- our friend Conwizzle91.
5: Con-Wiz- Locktagon, if you're out there keeping score, so give Gus
4: give a point as well. So we got half points because two people got that one?
5: I, I don't know. Locktagon, don't do this. I'm just kidding. Don't stop this project
4: now. Stop it. <laughs> this is going to happen. Uh, okay. Some new ones. Price versus Means. And he said, not aboard the Lawler Means train with AK. The Lobby for Robbie train. How dare you? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> this is this Sean Con Who's this again? This is our friend Sean Conn This is
5: You know what? Don't. You know what? Lockedagon. Don't give him the half point. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you were second. You weren't first. So, uh, Hernandez versus Drew Dober would be a fun fight. Sorry, Sean. Gotta call you out. We just saw that fight and it did not go very well for Alexander Hernandez. Uh, Maybe he wants to him. rematch
5: it. I saw someone else. I mean, it was like a year least. ago. I saw someone else suggest that and specifically say rematch. So I don't know. Maybe people, maybe people do remember it and just want to see him see a run back. I don't know.
4: I mean, I think it was it was a short notice thing, but that was, yeah, it was one of those Jacksonville cards if memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yako versus Calvin Gaslam. Since Calvin needs a massive step back and everyone around Yako standing <sighs> is already booked. Hmm.
5: I don't. I don't hate it.
4: That's not a bad I, idea, I, I, actually. I
5: sincerely don't think it's going to get made.
4: I don't think cool. so either, but I yeah. like the I like the thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes, Casey O'Neill versus Roxanne. Please let the yeah. UFC slow build Casey and let her get some fights in before pushing her to the very top. Could not agree with you more, sir. Uh, what else we got here? Anything new? Anything new? Hilti agrees. Jaco versus Muradov. Hernandez versus Vince Pichel. uh Malarkey versus uh, Marcia Casey seems all right for his yes, wildcard pick. I heard, I heard about that one too. Yeah. Uh, M Ruffles one fifteen. This is a new, an, a new one, a new suggester.
5: Whoa, he double dipped. He, well, I well thank you. Well, I got it. Wow, wow. You know what? Actually, that's a good thing. I, I was gonna say, how dare he double dip? But I actually realized, you know what, guys? If you want your pixie red, it's probably smart to message both of us. So, yeah, that's <laughs> a good idea. So actually, I'm not gonna. Thank you. Yeah, M Ruffles. Just let me delete it from mine, so I don't I don't read it uh, twice. But yeah, M Ruffles one fifteen. Good, good idea. Good thing.
4: Well done. Uh, Santos Smith two Holland run it back or drop to welterweight and fight Michelle Bejeta. Nico Wow. You, I don't know if you're a fan of Nico Price or you have a lot of faith in Nico Price. Nico Price versus Shafgat Rachmanov.
5: I actually saw quite a few people suggesting that. That's a, that's a crazy fight. Mm,
4: like they said, he'll fight anyone, right? I like it. He's not going to say, no. say no. How about this? Christoph Jocko versus Darren Till. Probably for the same reasons of Calvin Gastelum. Weirdly,
5: I like that one more than the Gaslam matchup, even though it's less likely to happen. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But I like that one more. I don't know why. I like that one more.
4: Darren Till's going to fight for the title next. Don't worry about it. Uh, Gordon Hernandez, O'Neal Calvillo. Too soon? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Again,
5: yeah. That was a very popular, again, one of the more popular picks I
4: saw. So, yeah. uh, No, I actually like it. Uh, Josa Canza, uh Malarkey Frivola uh, Silva de Andrade versus Miles Johns, crazy fight. Edgar versus Alexis Davis, Alejandro Perez versus Jack Shore. I like that fight, mm-hmm. although I think yeah, I think awesome. Jack Shore deserves a top fifteen or right a bit around higher. There. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Biagen, uh, thank you for the suggestions. Uh, Price versus Max Griffin. I thought about that one as well. Oliveira versus Jeremiah Wells. Uh, Hernandez Fajeda. There you go. Uh, Malachia Malakia Malakia Zaitar Devonte Smith versus Luigi Vendramini our friend Francesco from Italy uh, first of all I would like to take a big point for my check the tape of Pennington versus Avila oh good for you Francesco you got it okay point for you
5: uh, it's going to take this is, I don't I don't know uh how it's going to convert in, in in Italian money uh what <laughs> I was really, I was really trying to pull what an
4: Italian uh, dollar was called. Um, He's trying to type and talk at the same time. I
5: was. I, oh, 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 a euro. Okay. I'm, oh yes,
4: yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, uh,
5: or a lira. I guess what they used to use. Anyway, uh, yes, Italian currency. Uh, hopefully, the exchange. <laughs> I think it should, it, it should carry over pretty well. The exchange is pretty strong.
4: Yes. Uh, yako versus Zach Cummings, A.K. How about that? Okay, Francesco, I right like on the it. same like page. It. There we yeah, go. I like it. Hernandez versus Marco Madsen, O'Neal versus Viviani mm. Araujo, and mm, whoa, Jared Gordon, I guess, a drop to 145 to fight Julian Arosa. I mean, he's tried it.
5: He's tried it. I think that's better as a catchweight, or I know Arosa doesn't really want to come back up to lightweight, but I mean, I think you do that as a planned catchweight, even though I know they don't do those, which is silly. They should do planned catchweights because they're fun.
4: Yeah uh poppy underscore bryant sorry for the confusion last week i'll try to put my fight choices in better order wild card pick o'neill versus tracy cortez oh that's i get it i get you're going with the slow burn role but two prospects that the ufc has a lot of faith in right now seems like not the right time i saw someone
5: say you saw someone's always gotta go someone's ufc always gotta go uh uh, uh, do we know what Cortez... We, we don't know what Cortez's injury was that knocked her out of her recent fight, right? That's the only reason yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like know.
4: Because, but I like uh, the Ho- Cortez... I, I'd rather see Blanchfield fight Cortez than O'Neill fight
5: Cortez. Ooh, you know me. I'm still I'm still waiting for Aldrich Cortez to be rebooked. I'm not giving up on it.
4: Just because there's a, there's a history there, and I thought 1 million percent Aaron Blanchfield beat Tracy Cortez and Victor, mm-hmm. and Victor. That was not... The decision went the other way. It was a clear robbery, um, which... Could set up a retro robbery review when they actually rebook that fight.
5: Yeah, I'm sure people will. will. I, I've had people requesting robbery reviews, uh, some pretty, I don't say obscure, but less lesser known fights, and that would definitely be up there.
4: Sure. Jocko versus the winner of Tavares versus Brendan Allen. Price versus the winner of Marc Andre Barriol versus Chidi and Chukwani. I love Price. No way gets top 15. Uh, those are 85ers. Yes. So unless you want, which, listen, if we don't have to cut the 170, cool. <laughs> Uh, and there we go. So what else we got? I think we got a couple more. Uh, Matt Ravelli is back. First time since July. Hey, Mike, been a while. Hate throwing out the same, most of the same picks (laughs) as most people. However, this week I have a matchup that I really want. I want Nico Price versus the loser. of Randy Brown versus Jared Gooden. I know Nico fought Randy a couple years ago, but it could be fun if they run it back again. Mm-hmm. that one ended in a weird way, so yeah, that's that's cool. And Jared Jared Gooden will will bring the thunder. Uh, John George, been a little while. Devante Smith versus Euros Medich after their their losses. Uh, Casey O'Neill versus Jessica Rose Clark. Is Clark Clark's not a thirty five er? Clark, Clark is booked. is she not
5: is she not booked? Yeah, she's booked,
4: but she's a thirty five er. Well.
5: She is fighting. But it,
4: oh, he said, oh, he he put it out there, catch weight grudge match.
5: Catchweight grudge match. I don't really know the story between them two. Okay, we'll have to be... Oh, she's fighting uh, Josie Ann. Josie Ann? No, Jocelyn Edward. Excuse me. Yes. Josie Ann. Jocelyn, October uh,
4: And then Patrick Austin. Johnny Walker versus Iwan Kuchalaba. That's a wild That's,
5: fight. I saw. That was like the most popular, yeah. I, again I didn't I didn't I didn't write down a lot of the, the picks for Walker, but yeah, that was up there.
4: Santos versus Lionheart, Casey O'Neal versus Michelle Watterson. So you want you want Michelle Watterson, who's probably a 105-er, to go up to one twenty five and fight Casey O'Neal? Mike, who is this up to person?
5: Wait, I'm sorry, who is this? Who's who's this who's is Patrick Austin. Patrick Austin, I think. I think he has the wrong weight class, Mike. D- does he sp- does he specifically say he wants Watterson to go up? It
4: says Waterson changing weight in parentheses.
5: Oh, okay, 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 okay. I apologize I thought I thought it was. I thought it was
4: a wrong. Yeah, yeah, class. yeah, yeah. Either yeah, way,
5: yeah. okay, okay. I thought I did. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He suggested way, it, that, but d- that does sound wrong.
4: Though. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> O'Neill's just so much bigger. Uh, he would like to see O'Neill versus Fiore, but when they're in the top five or around right around the yeah, top five, too soon. Uh, Gordon versus Giagos, uh, Silva de Andrade versus Nate Maness. That's fun. Nico Price versus Kevin Lee, A.K.
5: I love that. Yeah, I had one. I had one person just that. I'll shout them out again when I when I uh, do my picks. I love that. I had not thought about that. I actually really like that matchup.
4: Uh, he likes Jaco versus Pajeda at one eighty five, and Anthony Hernandez, uh, or Al- I think he means Alexander Hernandez versus Marco yeah, Madsen yeah, right? Jaco versus Damali Dorr at one eighty five. At one eighty five. I don't mind that one, honestly. Well, I just would never have thought to match them up. Why? What's the Why, why? not? Just why not, AK? <laughs> just why not? Why not? And then lastly, we have to wrap up with our good friend Tristan Gordette, who is yeah, uh, such a good sport. Uh, main card, Nico Price versus Mike Perry. So I cheated, Mike. While I was watching the telecast, someone tweeted that matchup. So I said to myself, yes, that's a fun fight. Makes <laughs> all the sense in the world. Why not? All right, uh, Alexander Hernandez versus Jalen Turner. I like this fight better than rebooking Alex versus Santos. Turner is an intriguing matchup, especially the way he looked against Euros Medic. Turner looks huge in that weight class. Wild card: O'Neill versus Tracy Cortez. <laughs> O'Neill beat up a sister of an elite fighter. Now she'll be able to fight a girlfriend of another elite fighter. You know, when you put it out there like that, sure. Casey is out there. <laughs> Casey is out here taking out fighters' family members. <laughs> Do we know the nature of Trace's injury after she had a pullout from the August 28th right. card against J.J. Aldridge? No, if Cortez is taking the rest of the year off, then this fight makes perfect sense. And then he likes Jamie Malarkey versus Vince Pichel. Back mm. to you, AK.
5: Yes, I saw Mr. Pachel's name turn out quite a bit. So uh, thank you, Tristan, valued listener slash viewer slash Super reader of MMAfighting.com. Uh, so yeah, uh, you ran, you, you mentioned some of these, but yeah, definitely some popular picks. Santos versus, uh, Tiago Santos versus Dominic Reyes, the Santos-Smith rematch. Uh, but the most popular one, I will say, the one I saw, I think people want to kind of move on to something fresh, and I saw the the uh, the Ankelia winner. That is the was the most picked matchup I saw for Tiago Santos. Uh, Holland Daukus too, definitely again the rebooking Hernandez Hernandez Santos rebooking. So some other names were thrown out there, but for the most part, um, it was just, just saying just run these back. And I want to shout out Stephen Brighter, who was one of the listeners who mentioned uh, putting Daukus on the Chris Daukus uh, Derek Lewis card. So it uh, makes a lot of sense uh rachmanov the name i saw most surprised so i know you were a little surprised when you saw it mike but uh that is one people want to see Jocko versus till is what was a popular pick Uh gordon versus patty pimple of course with the call out so a lot of people just kind of going with what, what, what was logical and what was sort of established on the broadcast three other super uh, four others say super popular picks across the board uh casey versus calvillo so yeah not out there at all uh Hossa versus Kianza, that was, I think, the most popular pick I saw of all. I, I think that was the most recommended uh, pick I saw of any fighter. So uh, make that one happen, I guess. I, I have Hossa ranked above her, so I guess that's why I didn't um, I didn't think to match them up. But I get it. I think based on the UFC rankings, it makes a lot of sense. And for uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade, everyone wants to see him. And Miles Johns, oh, that would be an amazing fight. So I'm totally down for that. Um, Hernandez versus Himblit, i wanted to was a popular one and i wanted to see read uh four corner sports and why saying hear me out alex will bring the best out of patty by either clinching against the fence and using dirty boxing or we'll slug it out dangerous fight yes but the ufc seems like they will not want to wait to make patty mainstream in the u.s um uh, and that having him face a wrestler will take away from the excitement uh alex Hernandez strikes me as an individual that doesn't give an f he did not say f he wrote it uh, who you are if you're across from me in the octagon. So a bit uh, scattered with the fast air four corner sports NY, but I like the enthusiasm. Uh, I want to read what Nate Andrews had to say about the O'Neil modafari matchup. He said, "Oh, I, this is why I want to read it." He said, "Mike was right on the money with O'Neil's talent and and deserves an Otno point. Mike, you're not getting an ought no point for analysis. He says you deserve an <laughs> no point for not only calling her as a top talent, but also for O'Neil defeating." His greatest ought no nemesis, Antonina <laughs> Uh O'Neill deserves a fight against a ranked flyweight. I would also take the I slash Lee winner. Uh, but for, for the point purposes, he is going with Roxy. So thank you, Nate. And Nate also was frantically demanding that I read his comments for Egger versus the Clark Edwards winner, as you mentioned before, October 23rd. Uh, he wrote in all caps, please read this one. So here we go. He says, I only wanted to pick this one because that stoppage, that Edgar uh, shanna Young stoppage, he said was abominable. Mark Smith has been just awful and inconsistent ever since he botched the Aljo DQ by waiting so long to call the fight. That Edgar stoppage was insanely early and only a week before he let Shamil get battered by Chris Dawkins for far too long. His track record has been very disappointing and I think we as fans of the sport need to start holding him more accountable. For God's sake, Chris... (laughs) Ed Herman's <laughs> jewels are in his stomach. Tyone has been more consistent than Smith over the past six months. I am just tired of this nonsense. Ouch! Wow. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. I don't know. Like I, I I've I've said I thought Mark Smith uh, is a decent referee in the past. I do wonder if he just is he has he just been under more scrutiny because he was the referee in the uh, Aljo. Um, Aljo Yan disqualification incident, which was again will go down as probably one of the three most talked about moments of the year. Uh, so I don't know if again people are just noticing it more, but uh, there, there's some fair points I guess suppose brought up there by by Nate Andrews.
4: Okay, so uh, two things. One, every referee that I've ever seen, for the most part, has had up and down swings. Even the best of the best, mm-hmm. even Herb Dean, like a year and a half ago, Herb Dean could do no wrong, do no wrong. And then recently, a little slow in the uptick, out of position, makes mistakes. People notice it, okay? Last year, AK, Chris Tyone was the worst referee of all time. In the history of MMA, he was the absolute worst. Inconsistent. Like, he was the reason fights were playing out the way they were playing out. I'm going to say, AK, this year, Tyone is the comeback referee of the year. Much more improved. He's much more assertive. They call Keith Peterson no-nonsense. Chris Tione is no-nonsense. He's the guy that's not afraid to take points. He's warning. He's out there jumping in front of all these things and taking points. The man is out there taking points, doing what no referee will do. <laughs> so I actually I, I think Chris Tyone is the most improved referee by far. Mark Smith was one of the very best last year. This year, he's had kind of a tough year. But he's also been in some weird spots. I understand if you have an issue with the stoppage of that fight. I get it. I have no issue with Mark Smith stopping that fight because that body language from Shanna Young screamed, nothing but I want out of this fight. She turtled up. She turned over. It was weird. Like The timing of it was weird. It was just like one elbow. It didn't seem like it was that hard, but her body language screamed, I'm done. And Mark Smith said, I'm done. Like, she did um, not
5: protest it egregiously either after. Not, no, not at all. Broadcast, she might have said something in the moment, but pretty much went back to her. I think her and her team were just kind of like, you know. yeah, Aesthetically it, it's weird to see, and, uh, but I don't yeah. blame Mark Smith for that. No, I, I, body I, language I t- said
4: completely, I, I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, but I think
5: you raise a very good point, though, that these things do tend to come in waves. Again, whether it's because... They actually get the yips, and and you know one bad call is all it takes to kind of set you off on this path where you're second guessing yourself, and you're calling fights too early, you're calling fights too late, you're you're indecisive. But I also still stand by what I said as well. I think we just notice guys more after one big incident, and I think Mark Smith, like I said, is the guy this year. Ever since that uh, that Aljo Yan decision, it's like, well, we're all we're all noticed when he's in the cage now, and one we only remember the mistakes, right? We only remember the mistakes, not when a referee does a good job, and 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 again, in fairness, to all referees. That's how it should be. If we're, if we're talking about you, it's probably not a good sign. So uh, with respect to, to uh, Mark Smith, apparently uh, people are asking him to step up his game. But um, again, I'm not saying I agree with it or not. But obviously, as Nate, Nate Andrews, I think, speaks for uh, some some fans out there right now. Uh, let's go to the the Twitter and I got we got a message from Terrence Leverett, who's a long time, always commenting on YouTube, asking questions. So but first time matchmaker. So he went he wanted to throw out Holland versus Gaslam at 170. I say if you're going to have them do it, just fight at 185. Why make either guy cut weight <laughs> and then whatever and worry about a welterweight move after. Uh, and he's big on O'Neill versus Maverick. So throw the prospects together. Just let them have at it uh, uh, again. Not something I would do, but. I've I've mentioned many uh, up-and-comers versus up-and-comer matchups before, and I can't can't, uh, poo-poo it much. Um, Dean Bushel, who I believe is also a first-timer, looks like he's coming in from Melbourne, Australia. So, Dean, thank you for commenting. He just has one. Casey O'Neill versus Ariane Lipsky. He just wants the king. He wants King Casey versus the queen of violence. So it makes for a fancy hashtag. So, uh, (laughs) Dean, you know, we we always like that around here. Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, one of one had a really good one. Silva de Andrage versus Nate Maness I love that. Uh, Braden O'Neill, Gordon versus Guido, which I think a bunch of people mentioned. I might not have made note of that. Uh, I did see Clay Guido's name come up. Uh, I like Alejandro Perez versus luis Smoka too. Good for Alejandro Perez for getting back in the win column, by the way, because he was on a good run there for a while. And again, probably someone affected by injuries, uh, and uh, you know COVID protocols, things like that. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it's nice that he got he got to fight for the first time in well over two years. Um, and now people are matchmaking for him again, so that's always fun to see. Uh, Barry O'Reilly, some really good picks here. Uh, Perez versus hanyaya Egger versus Josiane Nunez. Uh, what else do I like here? Gordon versus Kutatlatse. So it's a fun one. And I don't know how you feel with this one, Mike. Kyle Dawkins versus Joaquin Buckley. Uh, why is there? Does he explain? I don't think he does. Let me. You're right. Let me check quickly. I believe he just threw this one out there. Um. I don't see an explanation. What did I say this was? So, yeah, I, I, that that needs further explanation. Yeah, no, but it has no
4: no explanation. So, Barry, uh, if you're listening, li- message me to Mike. Wants I want to- I want to get off the leash Mike. right now, but I'm not going to. I- I'm learning okay. there my ways yes, after the Tristan yes. Gordet thing. Uh, so, yes, leave an explanation, and <laughs> I will. And I will tapes. stay calm.
5: Message me, just DM me again, Barry. We'll check the
4: tapes, and we'll have it. Uh, we'll have an explanation
5: <laughs> next week, hopefully. Uh, ain't no experts Nico Price versus court McGee uh Jaco versus Chris Weidman I love that matchup except for the fact that we just don't want to know when Chris Weidman's going to be back but that that for me is a really really makes a lot of sense um and I could see that being Weidman's comeback fight sometime whenever next year when he's ready to compete regardless of if Jaco has fought once twice since then he's just I think he's going to be in that range to be that fight so I don't mind it Hernandez versus Gregor Gillespie Mike the great versus the gift. Uh, Ain't no expert says. Come on, that's too good. Is it? Is that a good matchup? Sure. Yeah, not against it. Not against it. Malarkey versus Michael Johnson and Alejandro Perez. And I'm glad. Thank you for being clear with us. Ain't no expert. Said Nurmagomedov. Thank you for not just saying Nurmagomedov and having us try and figure out who you're who you're talking about. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, Nathan. Nathan wants Walker versus Dustin Jacoby. All caps. Says this fight would be very entertaining and is almost begging, saying, "Please tell me you agree that Walker Jacobi would be a good fight to make." I think it would be.
4: I, I like. It. I like it. makes Makes plenty of sense to me. Nathan, I hope that's. I hope that makes you
5: happy. Uh, Michael Peragine had a good uh, Jaco versus Uriah Hall two. So run that one back. It has been a while since they fought. First one, pretty convincing win for Hall, but I think it was 2018. I want to say so.
4: No? Mm, no? Not I mean, sure, but not, not my first choice. All right. Uh, Michael also had a good
5: one. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus uh, Alatang Hailey. Sure, I like it. I, I think Silva de Andraj, for me, I actually um put him back in the ranking, in the bantamweight rankings pretty high because uh, he's beaten some really good names. Uh, His losses are, he kind of, like, again, the two fights at featherweight where I was like, I don't know if that was good for him, but, um, I think he's, I don't know. I think that's a little too low for him. I think people, he'll, I think he'll get like a top 30, top 20 guy next. Um, cause that's where I have him ranked. Dax wants, uh, Tiago Santos versus Paul Craig. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't mind it. Steven Breiter, who I mentioned before, uh, I know you said this was too soon, but O'Neill versus, uh, Mayor-Breno Silva winner, which was uh, pushed back to October 16th, I think. Um, Price versus Gooden was also mentioned, but uh, the Brown winner, uh, Brown Gooden fight. But he says Gooden no matter what. He says he doesn't care. If, uh, uh, it doesn't matter if, uh, who wins that fight. He thinks that Gooden should be next for Brown. So um, probably because he's aware that, like I said, Bra- uh, Brown and Price had fought before. So uh, I like that. Good, think- good thinking, Stephen Brighter. Four corners of sports and why. I know he's getting plenty of airtime, but I like this one. Malarkey versus Bobby Green. Eh?
4: Eh? Well, Bobby Green is booked, so we can't do that. No, is he, He's he
5: fighting Ally Quinta at UFC 268? Oh, finally! Oh, that's right. how could I forget Ally Quinta Finally booked <laughs> after all this time. I'm just so used to him not having a fight. So I, guess I, I <laughs> forgot <laughs> Bobby Green as well, but uh, Four Corners Sports NY. Hey, maybe he gets. Maybe if uh, if Green wins oh, or loses, that could be next. Honestly, actually, that uh, win or lose, that could be next for Malarkey. I don't mind at all. Uh, Hayes with third is definitely on the price Murano bandwings. So there you go, Mike and uh, Gore. Versus Leonardo Santos, so he kind of wants to move on from uh, Hernando Santos. He says he says just give him to Jared Gordon instead. Um, uh, what's another good one? Perez versus Kyung Ho Kang. A lot of Alejandro Perez talk. Good for him. And Hosa versus the Pennington Avila loser from uh, December eighteenth. So uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I, get, I think people really want to see her fight Pennington. I think they thought if you know if the Avila matchup hadn't been made, Pennington probably would have been uh, the number one choice for Hosa. Marcus McGee calls this the "It's Hammer Time" edition. I'm on to the next one. He likes Price versus Chaos Williams, as do I, of course. Silva de Andrade, he said, versus Jones. I assume he means Trevin Jones. Malarkey versus Mike Davis. Ooh, that's
4: that's a Danger. crazy fight. I like it.
5: How do you feel about this one, Mike? You're you're uh, you're the number one. Uh, you're driving the Casey O'Neill train. Uh, this woman just recently had to pull out of a fight.
4: Uh, Marina Morose. Yeah, I got. I, I saw that suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if the timelines line up, I don't have. A, I don't have a problem with that one. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what's up with Rose uh, if she's ready. But yeah, that's the kind of experienced name I think I would like to see O'Neill fight. So we just haven't seen Rose fight in a while, unfortunately. Liam Perry says uh, Price versus Ponzinibbio, love it. Alejandro Perez versus Casey Kenny. Wow. It's weird to say like it's a high-risk fight for Kenny because I do have Kenny, I think, ranked higher than... Oh, maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know if I... It's weird because Perez is so much more experienced than him uh, in the UFC. I have Casey 23. I have Alejandro Perez, 27. So... so I have no problem fight, with the fight. No, that makes sense to me. I, I don't know how high Kenny's team thinks that they are in the rankings you know, so I, when you're not on the top of Dean. I don't think he's that much further ahead than Alejandro. Again, he's not in mine. I would think the matchmaker's you know, rankings... That they, I assume they keep those that he's not too far back either but okay <laughs> I didn't want to read this one like but uh, this is from uh from Thomas Collins okay I'll say it first and then you tell me if you understand why uh ne- why this is happening Nico Price versus Jordan Wright well weight classes yes so Jordan Wright's booked yes but Nico Price versus Jordan Wright the, oh the hashtag oh that's easy
4: I thought you were going to do a Oh um, no no no, no I, I, I dig it for the hashtag purposes I, <laughs> That might be my new first choice
5: Specifically the match all game show fans Have wanted he says the price is right Making that a catch rate <laughs> and he said Yes he knows that right is booked so well That's done. tremendous Well done Thomas Collins you did your research on the joke We know, So uh, well done we, we, I probably will have to tweet that out now uh, and pound town podcast says Docus versus Nevada athletic commission. Again, we don't think it was the worst call. Like I said, I thought it should have, st- it should, it should stand. You think no contest is the right decision. Uh, I don't have a problem with the no contest, but, uh, if Kyle Docus I, I don't think he's, he's too, uh, torn up about either. And I don't think he's gonna do a formal appeal, but I understand. Can,
4: can I just say this? Yeah, has, has the Poundtown podcast, I mean, how much exposure has that podcast gotten between I, this show and aerial show? So much. I, I hope mean, you guys are crushing did, it right now. When did, when did what, what, I, I miss that?
5: What, 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 what was the mention on
4: Ariel's uh, show? They, they were part of his one of his Q and As, and then oh. they're like, "Make sure you should me- me- remember the Ask Us Anything," where they're uh-huh. like, "Make sure you check out the show." And we gave him a plug, and then Ariel yeah. did the same exact thing. Good. So good, Counts good, on. good for them. Way to use the way to use the platforms. Pound Town t- Podcast. I'm checking their Twitter
5: account now. They seem to be on Spotify, so there you go, guys. P- uh, Pound Town Podcast. Check it out. Absolutely, we have no problem uh, giving people a platform. So, uh, and they wanted Hernandez Dober to I wanted to read this one out. Uh, he says he feels that, or actually, they feel that uh, Hernandez has to avenge that loss and potentially set up a follow fight, uh, follow fight with Brad Riddell. So this is really a means to an end here. Uh, if he can't beat Dober. Uh, then uh, uh, Riddell and Sarukian may climb to the top ten, leaving the great forever behind. So he kind of, I think, I think they're looking for kind of a sink or swim uh, matchup for Hernandez. So give him another chance to to tackle that uh, that Dover challenge. Uh, let's go to IG. Thank you, all the Twitter beasts. Uh, let's go to IG quickly. Only a few guys here. Michael Conafrey coming in. Malarkey versus Hakparast. I like it. Seleki versus Kama Worthy. Uh, what was the thought here? Selecky, so where am I? Selecky so mm-hmm. versus Kama Worthy. Oh, sure. uh, Michael Connerfray says, I'm aware you don't normally talk about uh, guys who uh, the loser matchups on the show, but they were dead set on making a joke about Selecky's skinned knees. Uh, so he, they'd like to see him bounce back against Kama Worthy once those knees heal, of course. Yes, a lot of people are talking about how rough how rough uh, the mats must be. Or or if or maybe he's training on concrete. Uh, just lucky at his gym. <laughs> and <laughs> Price... Nico Price can fight Nick Diaz. I don't care. Uh, and then said, on the other hand, let's stop effing around and make Cowboy versus Cowboy now that Oliveira's on a bit of a losing streak. We had Cowboy versus Cowboy. We did. Like five years ago. We did. Yeah, I don't know if you want. Uh, Michael, I don't know if you want to see Con- uh, uh, Cowboy, Cowboy 2, but it did happen. You can find that on, on UFC Fight Pass, Cowboy 1. Oh, spoiler, Cowboy 1. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he also suggested, because, you know, uh, Walker has talked about becoming a two division champion, maybe go up and. He says maybe an interesting fight for Tom Aspinall. I don't know. I actually don't think Tom Aspinall would necessarily say no because he said he doesn't want to fight like top 10 guys yet. So maybe fight someone who's a top 15 guy from another division. It would be weird, but I kind of like the creativity.
4: Yeah, I think people would react to it.
5: Uh, MMA heads. Price versus Semelsberger. I was surprised I didn't see more of this.
4: Yeah, good good call. Yeah. Uh,
5: Silva de Andrade versus Montel Jackson. Oh, just killer. So, uh, great matchups there. I mean, he had a bunch of others, but uh, I like those ones. Matt Bradbury coming in with some Bellator picks and moving on from the Paige Lima trilogy for now. Doesn't need to see it. He says, just do MVP, uh, Jason Jackson. And Lima, I assume, go up to 185 to fight Yoel Romero.
4: Damn. That would look weird. And I don't even know if Yoel. I mean, we're talking about, going down to 185 to fight Lima. Le- wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
5: Silva de Andrade versus Mowgli Benitez. I guess, uh, assuming that Silva de Andrade goes back up to 145, I think he's. I hope he stays at 135. He's a a huge guy, so I understand why um, he might not be able. It might not be sustainable. But he looks so good at bantamweight. If he can keep making it, he's got to do it. Yeah. Um, Kyle Dawkins versus Jack Hermanson. Kind of like bump him up for that no. I guess I. I don't know. Maybe Matt Berber is like me. Feels like he won the fight. Should be moved up. Um, But again, I don't think that's going to happen. Holland versus Sam Alvey. OK, uh, <laughs> hey, look, Sam is still around. He's got to find somebody. And Tiago Santos versus Nikita Krilov. Can't believe we haven't seen that one. Yeah. And, and let us end with some very, very nice emails. Mike, we have some very pleasant emails here. Uh, I have the wrong email account to open. So good job <laughs> by me, Josh Wincoop. Oh, you're kidding me. And now I have to sign into my. No, listen, I'll just read off my phone.
4: I'm there not, we I'm go. Not,
5: Josh Coop, long-time listener, first time interacting. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh, for uh, for entering the ought-no fray. Uh, Malarkey versus Madsen, Mark O. Madsen. Malarkey would force Madsen into an exciting fight It'd be a great test to see how good Malarkey really is. Uh, also likes Jocko versus the Tavares-Allen loser. I like that one, too, That's just because I can't believe Jocko and Tavares have never fought.
4: That's good, and,
5: yeah. Uh, yeah. And N- Nico Price versus Mickey Gall. Uh and this one might suspend belief a little, but Tiago Santos versus Luke Rockhold, if Rockhold loses and they can agree to a weight class. I could totally see that one happening. Sure. Totally see that one happening. And uh last one here from Joe Young, not Jose Young, from Joe Young, uh also chiming in from uh Melbourne. This is your Melbourne, MMA matchmaker here. Uh firstly, says he wanted to remind when we were trying to figure out disappointing main events uh in 2021. He said, uh, what about Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad? I think we were thinking more fights that went the distance more were boring. But oh yeah, if we're just Yeah, that's, flights, that's but, probably the winner. Yeah, you're kind of excited for and just ended horribly. I mean, they go Edwards and Muhammad. And then it uh, says they have to match up their two fellow Aussies who killed on the prelims. Malarkey, Clay Guida, super fun prelim headliner. Give Malarkey some rub. And Casey
4: O'Neill, is she like an Australian citizen? She was born in Australia? I thought she's Scottish. Right. Is so, and trains in Australia. Yeah, help, I, I, help. I have to. I have to remember this because her her story is 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 very unique, and I always get like one part yes. of it wrong. Uh, right. 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 Okay. So she was born in Scotland, then moved to Australia at a young age, and that's where she like took up martial arts, and now she moved to Vegas. Okay. Or she Yeah. It was something. Something American. like that. I did an interview with her in the past. Ah, uh, that's on the MMA fighting YouTube archives. Yes, where we talk this. all about it, so you can go back in there.
5: And I was trying to ask you, what is her like? I was like, does she have a Scottish accent or an Australian accent? And it's, I think it's Australian, but there's also it's not like a straight Australian anyway.
4: Yeah, it's Scott uh, Sc- uh, Scott Australian.
5: It's got but listen, Joe Young and I guess the rest of Australia has claimed her, and that's great. I, I Like I said, she trained there for a long time. I assume as a citizen lived there. Uh, so, And he says just uh, let's do O'Neill versus Roxy. Loves Roxy. We all do. But being biased, he thinks it would be a good chance for uh, O'Neal to get into the top 15, uh, give her time, build up her striking, build her name. And Neil says much love to you and Mike, and he's excited for this week's ranking show. Thank you, Joe Young. Thank you, J- Joe Young. Thank you, all of the listeners. Keep those messages. Guys, keep those messages coming in. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee, on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. Guys, my, my DMs are open. You do not need to follow. If you do, I'd love it if you did. You don't have to. My DMs are open. And hit me up on email, alex.lee at com.
4: There you go. You can find me all over the place. Just go find us. Uh, AK's got to get out of here. AK's got to get out of here. So, you have to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, where we wrap this thing up, join us next week where we recap the fallout of UFC Vegas 39, headlined. Woo-hoo by what i think is going to be a really exciting fight yes. between Mahina, Marina Rodriguez and Mackenzie Dern i think it's and a I really think, exciting fight i think a deserving headliner mackenzie dern 100%. is a star i'm not saying she's an a level star
5: but she's up there guys they, they, people we in the media have been hyping her up forever fans have been on the, we're on the mackenzie dern bandwagon a long time ago now she's a, she's she's winning in the ufc she's on espn this is what, I, for me, this is what a fight night headliner should look like.
4: Yep. Randy Brown, Jared Gooden, Tim mm-hmm. Elliott versus Mateus Nicolau, Maria Agapowa versus Sabina Mazo, And the main card wraps with Phil Hawes versus Deron Wynn. And by the mm-hmm. way, I love this card so much, but I love it more because the prelims start at 1 p.m. Eastern and the main yeah. card starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's Whoa. what we're talking about. So good on the <laughs> UFC. Good on everybody. Good on Dern and Rodriguez. I'm very excited for that fight. But until then, thank you for checking out the program. Just bring in your matchmaking suggestions. And always remember don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. Well, have more fun next week, right here. And on, on to the next one the podcast. You're listening
2: to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
1: bet based on the amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: support for this podcast came from SAS. data is everything and now everything is data which means more to process more to analyze